Welcome to episode 286 of Live Happy Now. This is Paula Phelps, and this week we're talking about something that all of us have, but many of us just aren't using. And I'm not talking about your frequent flyer miles. Intuition is something we're all born with, but somewhere along the way, the noise of the outside world can drown out our inner voice. Today, we're talking with Kim Chesney, author of the new book, Radical Intuition, A Revolutionary Guide to Using Your Inner Power. Kim explains how we can use intuition to improve virtually every aspect of our lives and take what she considers the next step beyond mindfulness. Kim, welcome to Live Happy Now. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Well, I'm excited to talk about intuition. This is a very interesting topic. I want to start by finding out what made you interested in exploring intuition? You know, I get that question a lot because it is kind of this thing, like, how did I get to be so obsessed with this really is what it ended up being. Since I was a kid, I, you know, I don't want to say there's, I was born with any special gifts because I really believe that everybody has intuition and everybody has that connection. But at a young age, I had a lot of really extraordinary intuitive things happen to me that I think I needed to make sense of. So really my journey started as, as trying to understand how my experiences fit into our traditional conceptions of reality, because I understood these extraordinary things to be very real and very ordinary to me. So it really has been a lifelong quest of really to reconcile our thinking mind and our intuitive mind in a really meaningful way that helps us to understand our brains a little better. And is it something that, you know, you said we all have it. Is it something we kind of lose through childhood because we're corrected or we're taught a different way of decision making? What happens? Yeah, unfortunately, I think that that happens for so many of us, especially in, you know, our Western culture. We are, as children, we're very intuitive. You know, as you know, with kids, you see, and you can even remember when you were a kid of having this such vibrant imagination and imaginary friends and all of these things that are, we're kind of told aren't real or just kind of like this nebulous thing that we don't really need to pay attention to while we should be focusing on the facts and learning and getting smarter and going to school and all these things that are really important. But as we're doing this stuff and we're getting our brains smarter, we sort of forgot about this other side of our mind, this really sensitive, receptive side of our mind that is very rich with a different kind of information. It's not concrete the way the intellectual mind works. But this subtle information for intuition is actually a lot better in a lot of ways. We just have to learn how to use it. So what are we missing out on by not using it? I always like to say intuition makes the difference between being good and being great. You know, our minds can only take us so far, especially now, you know, we have all this data and all of the, you know, computers and everything. The machines are so smart. You know, there's this part of us now that's kind of becoming this holy grail, which is our intuition. We can't program into machines, which is so deeply tied into our humanity. So it's this, what we're missing out on is this really extraordinary link to genius, where we can't follow these step-by-step formulas to get the answer. So we want, we kind of tap into that inner knowing and that inner genius that takes us directly to the answer. That's kind of the magic of intuition. It's more like this quantum thinking where we can do these impossible things and know things that they say should be impossible to know, but If you've experienced intuition, you know that it's possible. So that's Mm -hmm. what we're working with. And as we get deeper in social media, as we get deeper into technology, are we getting farther and farther away from that? Well, you know, we're kind of at a juncture right now. And I think that the biggest issue that I see right now is not so much the technology, but is our abuse of technology, is getting addicted to the technology. So 
we, we're getting to this point where we have so much information out there and our minds are always looking, seeking, and, and we have to like slow that down. We have to pause. We have to go back to our center and in that, because, you know, it's in our stillness and in the place when we're in that quiet, that our intuition speaks to us. So all of this noise is sort of drowning out our intuition. But if we pull back from it, you know, we can use it and allow it to serve our intuition. Information is not a bad thing. Technology itself is not a bad thing, but it's the fact that we're going so overboard and letting it pull us off of this centered, balanced part of our living that's really creating this tension and stress and and lack of vision in our life. And your book, it's called Radical Intuition. Mm -hmm. And I guess, first of all, what's so radical about it? Yeah, yeah. Like, what is so radical, right? So uh, radical times call for radical intuition. (laughs) And these are radical times. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, it is. So it's really very timely with a lot of the things that are happening in the world right now. And, you know, I've been working on this book for a long time, and I've really had this idea that this book is really revolutionary, literally. And so it was really, you know, it, it really fit that it came out on election day. And, and they were really talking about all this change that's happening in society, because the idea with radical intuition was really to dispel, you know, more traditional misconceptions about intuition as something that's just woo or for, you know, the patchouli crowd or whatever. It's something that's for everybody. And it's really a natural part of our living. To count, it's a counterbalance to our intellect. So you know, you have intellect on one side and intuition, and like the yin and the yang. So understanding intuition is really a vital part of our existence that we've kind of just let atrophy over the years. And really to reimagine that and how we can actually tap into it and to turn within and find that inner truth and recenter ourselves as we move forward in a new era where we can use all of this information in a wonderful way, but also balance it out with our humanity and creativity and sensitivity and all those wonderful parts of our human spirit. Yeah. And as you discover that, you know, you talk about the four types of intuition. Mm-hmm. So it's like, now we got to break it down even more. What? Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, but wait, there's more. So can you tell us what the four types of intuition are and how they work? Well, yeah. And, you know, I'm glad that you said that because I think part of the reason, you know, when I call this radical intuition is we didn't have a comprehensive understanding of intuition to begin with. So I think that's one of the reasons why there's so much confusion about intuition. They don't, people don't understand if it's a gut feeling or if it's a knowing or if it's something psychic or something that we feel in our body. So there's all of these different ways that after, you know, I've been studying this for like 20 years and really like in depth studying this. And I realized that there's a number of different ways that our intuition actually speaks to us. So it's really just one type of intuition. There's just one intuition, but it, it speaks to us through different pathways. That's why you'll, sometimes you'll have a knowing and sometimes you'll have a gut feeling or a sense, right? They feel different, but it's still from the same intuitive source. So these four intuitions are really just the four pathways body, mind, heart, and spirit. You know, I modeled it after Jung's cognitive functions, just the methods of sensory input, our, you know, our emotions, our thoughts. These are ways that our intuition can communicate with us. So if, for example, if, you know, that fight or flight situation where something doesn't feel right, you might get the chills. You might have a feeling in your body that something isn't right. So your body's talking to you, alerting you of a situation you might not be aware of. When you're using mindful intuition, we're talking about just knowing something or being able to make a decision intuitively without all of the information. Like if you get a first impression of someone and you're just not sure about them, something's not adding up, right? But you might not have all that information. So both of those are you know different types of intuition, but still coming from that same source of truth, right? So there's four, you know, there's four different types of those ways that we can experience intuition, but ultimately it's the same process at work. 
And how do we develop those? And how long does it take? Because as you read this and you think about what all intuition can do, you're like, oh, I want to get it right now, but we can't just go get it. (laughs) So, so, you know, you, you do a great job of giving us, you know, practices and exercises Mm -hmm. in each chapter, but can you talk a little bit about how we develop our intuition? Right. Sure. I mean, the good thing about intuition is that when you do get it, it comes really quickly. It's not something you have to go out and get your PhD to learn how to use, you know? All we have to do really is learn to open up and receive it because it's always there. It always wants to be guiding us, telling us, you know, our best choices and our best paths and our purpose and all of these wonderful things to help us reach our potential and live happy, fulfilled lives. So it's always there, but most of the time we ignore it or we're too busy to listen to it. Like we've really not been nice to our intuition. We've, you know, it's been like a second class friend. We need to start listening to that friend more because it's really there. And the more that we listen to it and the more we pay attention to it and honor it and give it energy, the more it starts to work for us and the more we can hear it. So, you know, it, it, in some ways, you can start using your intuition right now because when you open up to it, you'll start getting more stuff here and there and, and it can immediately happen. So it's not something that it takes 10 years to develop either. But that being said, it does take time to learn to trust it and learn to follow it. Because until we really know that you know, we can trust those little insights that come, you know, we don't act on them. And it really is that process of acting on them and trusting on them that builds that relationship. So it does take a little bit of time to get into that culture of intuition in your life. And is it something where you kind of have to start small? You start listening to little things or how does that? Yeah, wherever you're at. That's the thing I tell people because, you know, everybody uses intuition differently. Everybody has different levels of awareness. And you just start where you are with just those little moments of quiet and going into the, even when you're in the shower or in the car, just the little things that come to you out of nowhere. That's the thing I always tell people to be on alert for. Any idea that pops into your head out of nowhere it's very suspicious that that could be an intuition because that's, that's, <laughs> that's one of those characteristics. It comes from nowhere. You weren't thinking about anything. You didn't logically deduce it, right? It just popped into your head. So those are very often intuitions. So just being on alert for those and when it feels like it's a genuine intuition. And in my book, I have like a whole checklist of things, the qualities of real intuitions versus like our thoughts and fears and all that other stuff that we don't want to listen to. So, you know, part of this is really learning to differentiate those voices in your head And with time, it gets easier because you just practice makes perfect. But yeah, so really just wherever you're at, it's just starting to listen to those little nudges and those little moments of insight. And it'll all grow from that moment. And can you talk about how our lives change when we start getting in touch with our intuition and depending on that compared to where we're at right now? Yeah, and it really is. It it makes such a huge difference. I mean, looking back on my own life, the times when I wasn't listening to my intuition and I was misaligned and out of sync versus the moments when I realize I've been following my truth and living my truth. And it is such a huge difference. Like you can feel the difference in your life. Even like right now, if you look at your life in the areas that you're aligned with your intuition, you'll feel really good and empowered and happy. And there's like a positive energy flows with doors opening and personal growth, right? Those are all characteristics of a life aligned with intuition. But if you're in a place in other parts of your life where you feel restricted or frustrated or sad, or like you're not yourself, those are usually areas where you haven't been following your intuition, whether it's been listening to other people or, you know, doing your duty or like getting caught up in keeping up with the Joneses or what you need to do to pay the bills, all the responsibilities of life. There's a lot of things that'll get us off 
of our intuitive path. So we don't have, whether it's courage or energy to really follow our calling and live it. So that you can really feel a difference in your life. Definitely more alignment and more possibilities open up when you're aligned with your intuition. And so obviously there's no downside of getting aligned with it, <laughs> but there's a challenge right now because this year has been so overwhelming and people feel in many cases that we're restricted. We can't see mm -hmm. the people we love. We can't go mm -hmm. do things. So how can we actually flip this and use that as an opportunity to really delve into our intuition and to, to enrich our lives that way? And that's a, it's so great that you brought it up like that, because I really think that's one of the silver linings of what's happening now. I mean, yeah, we, we do feel that it's been going on so long now that I think it is starting to take its toll on a lot of us that we don't get to have that interaction with other people and, and get to be out there in the world as much. But, you know, I do feel that this has been kind of a timeout for us all to really encourage us to take this time and work on ourselves and go within and really reconnect and have a fresh start. I mean, to taking this time to, you know, to read and to meditate and to go into our creative space, even going for walks, taking that time out just to be with ourselves and nurture our relationship with ourselves that we've, we, so many of us have gotten away from just because we didn't have time. Life has been so busy and commuting and traffic and jobs and events and kids. And there's just so much. So, and I know in a lot of ways, you know, we still are very busy, but having some limitations allows us to open up a little bit of space for our intuition to speak to us. And, and if we listen now, if we take this time right now to do that, then when we do get back on track, when life opens back up to us in the coming weeks or months, we have a stronger foundation and we have a better direction. And what about with children? So we've mm -hmm. talked about developing it in ourselves. And you've also said that children were born with it. So mm -hmm. we have a lot of parents who listen. And mm -hmm. what can a mom, what can a parent do to help nurture intuition in their child? Great question. Yeah. And I've worked with this with my own children too, because I've tried very hard to nurture this in my kids. Because when I was younger, I wasn't, I didn't have that as much as I would have liked to being a creative, you know, intuitive young person isn't always well received with teachers and yeah. <laughs> very imaginative. And, you know, there's, you know, people don't get it sometimes. So my advice to parents with young kids and even adolescents is really to allow children to express themselves. And even if things happen that don't quite make sense, or might even seem a little scary with intuition sometimes, because sometimes intuition can be scary because it takes us outside of our comfort zone. It reminds us that there's more happening in life than we realize. And a lot of children will have experiences where, you know, a loved one will pass and they'll know, or they'll just have a sense of something that's happening around them when they'd have no way of knowing. Just all of these little ways that intuition talks to the intuitive minds that aren't being censored by reality. So just encouraging that and accepting it instead of telling them that it's not real or telling them it's something to be afraid of. Like that's the biggest thing is that there's so much fear around the unknown with intuition that people get worried about it. But intuition is the safest, happiest, most beautiful place that you can be in because your intuition wants nothing else than for you to be the best version of yourself. And that's its entire job is to get you there. So, you know, when we're aligned with this, there's nothing to be afraid of. So, you know, really greeting these children with uh, curiosity and acceptance and allowing them to express themselves and see where it takes them, I think, is a great way to encourage their intuitive nature. And it almost seems like we'd be able to learn from them as we watch them explore because they're going to go mm -hmm. into it without any 
barriers up like we have. Absolutely. They're not victims of the, the mind the way when we're now, even by the time you get to be a teenager, we've already been conditioned, right? We're already conditioned that this is real. This isn't real. All of this stuff that, you know, we're supposed to look this way. We're supposed to eat this way. We're supposed to get a job and go to college and have kids. And these are all things we're supposed to do. Children don't have that yet. You know, the world hasn't told them how they're supposed to think or feel. So they're really open. And we can totally learn from that because we really have to do a lot of unlearning from the things that the world has taught us as a young person, especially I think we're realizing that now at this point in time, that there's been a lot of conditioning that it hasn't been healthy. And a, a lot of things that we just have to have self-love and overlook a lot of the things that we've been told about ourselves. Mm-hmm, definitely. And, you know, you give these, as I mentioned, you have all these great practices and exercises. How did you come up with them? How did, I mean, obviously this is years in the making. Yeah, Yeah, practice. I mean, it's, and my own intuition, honestly. Like, so I I always say, like, I I just followed my own intuition in doing this stuff. And I came up with different ideas, uh, things that helped me. Like when I started on this journey many decades ago, and I was working with my own intuition, I would sit and make up exercises for myself because I wanted to practice and I wanted to grow. And it was a different time back then because we didn't have the internet and it was harder to find teachers. It was harder to find uh, people who really understood intuition. So I I really had to practice on my own a lot. And, you know, my first book, The Psychic Workshop, was really the book that I wrote that I wished that I had to to, to (laughs) teach myself all those things. So I'm like, I'm going to write this so that other people can learn from how I learned. But that whole process of me experimenting with myself turned into ultimately Intuition Lab, which is the school now that I have where, you know, we work together and we practice and we do these exercises together. And, and it's really fun. It's really fun. That's the thing about intuition work. Not only is it like inspirational and educational and exciting, but it's so fun to like learn about yourself and to witness these impossible things becoming real. That's got to be very exciting to be a part of just as a participant and as a bystander to watch Mm -hmm. people whole lives change. Yeah. It's one of the great joys I get is is seeing people for the first time, the first time they have that intuitive awareness of something that would have been impossible for them to know when it proves itself that moment is that's such an exciting moment for me. How great. Mm -hmm. And you have something coming up. It starts this week. We have to talk about it. No, there's, it's going to be, it starts the next day. So you have the intuition summit. Mm -hmm. Tell us what that is and what we can expect. Yeah. So I have people from all around the world, this global intuition, radical intuition event, where it's a 10 day journey to awaken your intuition. So no matter where you are, no matter where you are on the intuitive journey, it's a great opportunity to reconnect. Like right now, that's something we need, right? Let's take a time out and we can reserve 10 days and you know, everything's pre-recorded, so you can do it on your own time. It's not like you have to be here at these exact moments. That's the great thing about the internet. So you take these 10 days and it's a journey through waking up your intuition and I have put together speakers from all around the world, really extraordinary people who are sharing their journey and how they used intuition to achieve really extraordinary success. And this was important because these are people who are uh, everything from Hollywood producers to rock stars to game designers and to to world-class doctors and physicians, people who you wouldn't traditionally expect to be talking about intuition. It's a great array of people that shows that intuition is for every single type of person. You don't have to be any 
particular type of person to achieve extraordinary success or happiness or freedom or any of those things. There's spiritual aspects of it. There's work aspects of it. There's parenting aspects of it. There's empowerment aspects of it. So it's this wonderful event that really just wraps around all aspects of our human nature and how we can dive into our intuition to open it up and make it better. And so is it one speaker per day or how is the, what's the format? Yeah, we have two speakers a day and then we have daily workshops and daily readings. We have highlighted passages from Radical Intuition for us to focus on and meditations. And so there's a whole real kind of suite of experience around it. So it's, it's, it truly feels more like a, an event, a day of event and participation, not simply just listening to speakers. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So this is going to be a lot of fun. And when we come back, I'll tell the listeners how they can get Radical Intuition. We'll also give them a link so they can sign up for your summit if they want to participate. But as you wrote this book, what was your intention and your hope for the people who read it? Yeah. So really my whole mission, you know, with this book was really, I wanted to provide an opportunity for every type of person out in the world to be able to read a book on intuition and reconnect with their own intuition. So if people walk away from this book saying, wow, intuition is more real than I thought, or wow, this is actually something that could help my life, then I've done my job. You know, I I wanted to normalize intuition, I think partially, and because I've worked with it for so long and I've really witnessed it in technology, I think working my, because I've worked in technology for 20 years and working with some of the biggest tech companies in the world and hearing them talk about intuition and hearing how intuition is becoming this holy grail and business and design and creativity and realizing that it's so much more than what a lot of people know. You know, it really is the spiritual side of us. You know, it is our connection to the deepest part of our humanity and whatever word you want to use for God, the universe, our source, that intuition is our connection to that. And that's why it helps everything because when we're connected with that, and we are aligned with that, then all aspects of our life start to fall into place. And we all want that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So as someone's listening to this today and they want to start working on their intuition, what can they do right now that they can help jumpstart their intuition? The first thing I always tell people when they're ready to really start to listen, the the very first thing to do is to just I would say create more space in your life, more stillness, more calm, more quiet. Go to your calendar and just block off like a little bit of time every day, some white space that's just you time. So the most important thing you can do is start spending more time with yourself. Go for a walk in the woods, meditate, do yoga, go for a bike ride, whatever it is that you like to do with yourself, spend more time with yourself. Because when you're yourself, you're not alone. You're with your intuition. So when you have these spaces and these moments of quiet, and calm when we're not checking our phones and we're not worrying about this and we're not thinking about that. We've turned off that hamster wheel of the mind, which is the first step in opening up our intuition. And I always like to say that insightfulness, which is is what I call intuition, is this next step beyond mindfulness. You know, we get into this mindful state where we're present and still, and that's where our intuition can speak. So we want to open up that space so we can listen. And that's what will start to happen. When we open that up, we'll get the little nudges. We'll get the little insights. We'll get those little ideas and moments of inspiration more often. That's so exciting. This is a great journey for so many people to get on right now because I think we need something that inspires us and to discover that it's inside of us is even better. <laughs> exactly. We can't take it away from us. We can't lose it. It's built in. 
<laughs> there you go. Well, Kim, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about us. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to checking out your summit. And this Wonderful. really is a fantastic book. So I'm looking forward to seeing how we can use it. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. This was such a great conversation. It was great talking with you. That was Kim Chesney, author of the new book, Radical Intuition, A Revolutionary Guide to Using Your Inner Power. If you'd like to learn about Kim's free Intuition Summit, follow her on social media, or learn more about her new book, just visit us at livehappynow.com and follow the links. That is all we have time for today. We'll meet you back here again next week for an all-new episode. And until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one.